Welcome to Time Bender Talks, the ultimate destination for professional photographers. This weekly podcast is hosted by Peggy McCartha, a certified professional photographer with over 30 years experience and the creator of the Headshot Strategist Certification Program. Peggy interviews a diverse range of experts in business, branding, marketing, networking, and photography. So whether you've been doing this for years or you're just starting out, we've got you covered. Oh, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on our latest episodes filled with tips, insights, and lots of fun. Wow. Oh, I have a treat for you guys today. I have my friend Brian with me and his wife, Lisa. Now, Brian, if you're in the uh, the certification program, he taught the most, like literally his class was probably worth the price of admission for the whole thing. When I tell you this guy can sell, he can sell. And um, recently I discovered that he's been hiding his amazing wife, Lisa, from me. So uh, I said, I want the duo on here. So we're are going to have a really good show today. Thank you guys so much for coming. Thank you. Thank you as well. Um, your intro rocks, by the way. Your intro commercial is beautiful. It's fantastic. And uh, I, I, I have to agree with you. And, you know, I happen to know uh, an actor that does voiceover acting um, and I kind of bullied him into <laughs> As oh, many really? self-tapes as I record and as many things as I do. Yeah, that's my husband that, that does yeah. the, the voice. As many things as I, I'm like, hey, you know what? I need a cool intro for my podcast. So, <laughs> it's really good. Well done. Good well, job. thank you. Thank you. But <laughs> so I want to introduce ourselves. I'm the sales confidence coach, Brian K. McNeil. This is my beautiful wife, Lisa Santiago McNeil. And together we make up what's called the Empowerment Duo and Peggy um, MacArthur, I am super excited to be here with her because not only were we, she was my client, but she became one of the warmest, friendliest people that I like. I always love every phone call, every Zoom, because you're warm and fun every time. I always oh, thank you. Better. You always yeah. make me feel that way. That's a good thank thing. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you. So, and thank that was a great introduction. Lisa, tell us where you guys are on your journey. Like, um, we know that you make up this amazing duo, but tell us, tell us what you're doing with that. So we are the amazing, the empowerment duo, and we do do a podcast Monday through Friday, talking about personal conversation, business information, and spiritual inspiration with a little bit of shenanigans thrown in. Uh, this is our eighth year. We're starting our eighth year this, this year, this month in October. We are also very civic. He, as you know, he is the sales confidence coach. I am a co the coach's coach and publisher. I help women particularly who have gone through some area in their life. Oftentimes it's traumatic induced, but they, but I help them to realize that they didn't go through that trauma for nothing. They went through that trauma. They learned some things. And through that experience, if we navigate through it together, they will find lessons that they learned that they can now share with other people to help them to go through it easier or faster than they could have on their own. So I help them to become a coach. I certify many of them. I help them to publish. And we also podcast and promote their services. You guys are busy. She didn't tell you everything. No. Busy. Uh, at the same time, she hosts Women Empowerment Networks. 
We both are authors, by That's the way. That's right. I that published Brian's book. latest book. I am so excited about that book. I'm going to talk about that book. But I, I um, facilitate a men's group since 2013. So we're in our 10th year of that. Yeah. Um, called Male Empowerment Networks. But I I'm, think it's important to note that while we are in our 10th year of Male Empowerment Networks and Women Empowerment Networks, we've only known each other for eight years. Really? Yes. I, I did not know group. that. So you guys started off doing the same thing and then Absolutely. were like, oh my gosh, yeah. Doing it for women, I was doing it for men and in different cities. Yep. And we didn't even know each other. Didn't know each other. That is, I did not know that story. Brian's <laughs> been holding out on me. I guess, I guess so. <laughs> There's plenty of stories, but this is our 10th year for that. Um, in October as well, isn't it? August. August, August, August made 10 years. years. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, congratulations. That is, And you guys kind of started doing it pretty much at the same time separately. Yep. Separately yep. and then brought it together. And yep. then every, a lot of things we were like, oh, wow. Like, oh, wow, you do that. Oh, wow, you do that. We're going into November, which is our ninth year with the uh, Charlotte Community Drivers. Yeah. We're very civic that way. Yeah. But uh, you talk about. You know, met, met, meeting up, the first day we met in person was at my workshop. I was doing a workshop called How to Sell Your Services Like a Superstar. And it was going to be a three-hour workshop. And she was the first person to show up. Okay. Now, I had met her on the phone before then. We never met face-to-face. But that was our first face-to-face meeting. Wow. And within minutes of her showing up, she kind of took control of the whole workshop. She took control and because I was by myself, I needed, I was about to conduct the workshop and I was trying to direct the workshop and it was just too much. But she immediately saw what needed to be done, took control. She stayed for the whole three hours. I took her to lunch and then she came back for this. I was doing two the same day. She came back for the second three hour one, managed that the whole one too. And it was really good. I wasn't bored, even though I had six hours of brain came on the first day. Right. Your first date. <laughs> you put her to work on your first date. That's pretty good. That's pretty I good. couldn't have asked her to do all she he did. He kissed me on the first date also. As a matter of fact, he kissed me within the first five minutes. First five what? seconds. What? Five seconds. <laughs> when I greeted her, she came in. Um, Peggy looked fantastic. She was looking fly. She had a tall blonde mohawk and a short mini skirt and high heels. And she had her makeup done well. And I saw those pretty legs. And I was like, oh, my God. So I'm a, I can dance, a ballroom dancing, you know, uh-huh. so I hand and I did a ballroom move. I moved her this way. Then I spun the lady around, brought her home, kissed her on her cheek and I spun her out and let her go. And she fell right in with the dance move. <laughs> <laughs> I had never done that before to anybody I just met. Or since. Wow, that is that is awesome. That is hilarious. And thank you for sharing that story because I've known you for a few years and I have never heard that story. <laughs> oh, thank you. We've got a lot to catch up with. Yes, that is awesome. Yeah, I've we've already made it clear right before we hit the record button that Lisa and I will now be communicating all, <laughs> all making all the plans. Yes, now I see why. She's like, you know what? Let me just run your show for you because you, you're you a mess, buddy. Let me help you. You got some good stuff to say, but let me just, let me help you here. She thought so, this boy needs help. So tell us why you're passionate about empowering people to succeed. Well, I, I can start it. Okay. So really, so often or more often than not, 
people may have a latent belief or understanding that they have this purpose. But unfortunately, we start looking outside before we start looking inside. And we look at people that might be in their second level, third level, fourth level of doing something amazing, and we begin to judge to judge our humble beginnings with their already uh, created progress. And so we begin to retreat. So helping them, God has given me this gift where I can see inside the seed. I can see inside what you're actually growing in there, what's in there, and I help to nurture it out of you. And I think that is really, really an important part of helping people to walk in their empowerment. I love that. I, we both are believers. I'm a believer as well. And I, I asked the question, why did God give me the love of selling? Why did he give me the big desire to keep reading everything on it and learning and going to all these things? And why did he give me the desire to do so many sales presentations and sell and miss sales and try? And why have I trained thousands of people and still love it? I think that he has uniquely gifted and qualified and prepared me to teach people how to sell themselves and their services. Okay. There's a reason why I've read more than 700 books on how to sell because I'm supposed to do it and I'm supposed yeah. to do it as good as I can. And if I don't do it, there are people who won't earn as much money as they could because I didn't do it. Yeah. So I honor my heavenly father by teaching people what I'm supposed to do. He gave me this gift and I'm supposed to use it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, I love that because I feel like if we have the desire within us, we have the ability to to carry that out. Um, you know, if if I have the desire to do something, then I also have the ability to make right that happen. You. Yeah, that I wouldn't have this dream or this burning desire to do something Absolutely. if I also didn't have the 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 tools that I'm equipped with to 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 succeed at that. And those Just, tools sometimes have to be nurtured. Exactly. Exactly. You got to learn how to use the tools. That's it. Yes. You know, I mean, I, you know, there's a lot of tools laying around this house that I don't know how to use. Exactly. But you could learn if you wanted to. I could learn. Mm -hmm. And um, I was just talking to a, a friend um, this morning on the phone and she said, how long have you been doing the studio? Because I just repainted my floors and I was working in the studio. I was talking to her and she said, I, she asked me that and I said, well, I, I've had a studio for 29 years, but I've been a professional photographer for like 35 years. She goes, aren't you tired of it? And I was like, <laughs> it had never occurred to me. It had never like, occurred no. to you. It had right. never occurred to you to be tired of what you do. Because that's because it's your purpose and you can't yeah. convince somebody else. That's one of the things that you have to, we have to get a grip of as entrepreneurs, as solopreneurs, as people operating in our gifts, that what is exciting to you, you have to refuel it, but you don't have to convince somebody to be exciting with you about right. it, excited oh with you about it. One of my coaches, uh, I, I collect great mentors and great coaches and I, I call them my guys. I have like four of them that I call on and reach out for stuff. And one of the guys, he's known me more than 20 years, like 25 years. And I was talking with him about how effective my trainings are. And some people do the work. Some people don't do the work. He goes, Brian, I've known you like 25 years. And it has taken, and you've always been in sales. You've always been studying sales. You've always talked about sales. And it's taken you this long to get this good. And he says, guess how many other people love it as much as you and want to study it as much as you? He goes, nobody else does. 
Okay, so for you to want them to want to have as much as you have is not reasonable, Brian. Right. You got to impact improvement. You got to help them, but they're not gonna don't even want it as good as you. But that's what you're created for. Right. That's what you're created right. for. You. It, that's what we got. I tell my clients often, tell my coaching clients, when God gave you this gift and he gave you this conversation about what he wanted you to be and what he wanted you to become, it wasn't a conference call. That's true. It was yeah. for you. Was and for I you. think that, that people overlook this. And I think this is a big thing is that you need to master you. Don't mm. worry about anybody else. Like the be the best you because somebody else is already doing like, there's already Brian, there's already Lisa. Let's do Peggy. I'm going to do right. Peggy. Right. right. And the things that I'm good at, you maybe aren't good at the things right. that, you know, you're good at. I'm clearly not good at. That's why I'm like listening to the podcast. And <laughs> the books and you don't even know how many times I've listened the the course that you taught for the, the program. You don't even know how many times I've listened to that. Well, I'm going to tell you something yeah. that you may not realize impacted uh -huh. me that you said, okay. but it, it kind of stung. It was a little bit of a sting. Oh, and wow. that was when I was putting this program together. I said, hey, Brian, do you want me to um, pay you up front or do you want to sign into like a commission to every time I sell something? And you're like, pay me up front. I don't know if you're any good at selling. I didn't say that. You <laughs> did. did. I say that? You said, I don't know. I, I'm. You, you said something to the effect like, since you're selling it, not me. Right. Like, <laughs> and I was like, that hurt. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it was true. No, no, it, was it wasn't. True. Like, But I was like, did he just say that? And am I about <laughs> to write him a check right now? Like, <laughs> yes. But it's true. And and oh, that's wow. one thing that a lot of us do is we think we have to be good at everything and we don't. No, we don't. We don't that, have to be good I, at I everything. Have, be good at the things you're good I at. That conversation, I have that same conversation with many of my authors because I don't take any percentage of their royalties. I'm a hybrid publisher. So I do all the work. You get all the credit. But guess what I don't get? I don't get any of the royalties because after I hand you the baby, if you sit it on the shelf, that's good. That's your business. It won't sell at all. It won't sell at all because books don't sell themselves. Now, if you enter into a marketing campaign with me where I can help you to get bestseller and do all of those things to market and promote your book, I still don't take any royalties. You pay me for what I teach you because mm -hmm. you may find that it is too much for you to do. I don't want to do this. And guess what? I still gave you all of the information. I still trained you. I still you still did all the work. Right. No, yeah. that's on you. Why don't you brag a little bit, Lisa? How many books have you brought to life and published? We ha I have published 186 wow. books now, 93 authors, and 25 best-selling authors. 25 best-selling authors. Two international. Wow. Yeah. That is really great. That I published is six books myself. Through her company. I was about to say you didn't publish nothing. No. no, I got them done. I got them done through her company. See, that's the thing. She has a, a she has a, a um a publishing company, uh, a hybrid publishing company where she helps people to get their books published in the house. Her we're in her office right now. My office is down the hall, and I have a sales coaching business. Together, we have the podcast. 
I'm in support of her business as much as I can. And she's in support of my business as much as she, she can. So we have separate businesses and interlap, interlocking, I mean, overlapping businesses. Uh-huh. And we live together. Okay. Now, how can we do that? We could do that because I live and I work with my very best friend. That's how Absolutely. we can do that. Absolutely. Um, I'm, you know, I'm really fortunate uh, like you. Um, my husband is an actor, so he's home a lot. Like, I don't know what people think actors do, but when they work, they work a lot. And when they don't work, they're home a lot. Um, but even when they're home, there's like, now the auditions are, are pretty much all self tapes, which means I am the one recording that and doing that. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, so, you know, almost, you know, well, there's been a strike, but you know, last year, um, he would have one to two auditions a day. Mm -hmm. And so that would take hours of my time. Yeah. Yeah, And we would work that into my schedule. And then I have my own clients and then I'm building my own business. And, you know, but the reason that that worked was because, my business, um, you know, helps his business and his business helps my business. Right. And, you know, we were able, even though we don't do the same thing at all, right. our businesses overlap in a really beautiful way. And, you know, thank God we have a lot of space in our home because we we're here a lot together. Yes. Yes. And you need space to be able to get away from each other. Absolutely. Okay. And although our businesses are very different, one of the things that I realized early on was that being certified as a uh, sales confidence coach myself, it through helps me. my through <laughs> through him. It helps my clients because they get the benefit of the sales co- coaching and training along with their yeah. projects. That's because you're yeah. willing to do that. I'm not. I'm very very narrow in my focus. <laughs> Um, well, because it's degrees to what I do. Right. But I tell her, I mean, I let him know up front, I'm only going to help you to sell yourself and your services, earn more money. And I told him up front, I knew I, should, I did the right thing. There was a lady the other day, she was already brimming with emotion. So I braced myself and I told her, look, I'm only going to help you to sell you and your services. I said, I'm not a life coach. Okay. So did she stopped crying on you. She did. Let me tell you. I said, now look, when people start crying on me, that's not what I can do. I can't, I can't work like that. And I'm not going to work like that. Okay. I will refer that person out. He usually screams for me. I normally say, Lisa, come get this. But, <laughs> like so, he's holding a baby. So they take it. Say that. She heard me say that. And then we kept going. And, and but she welled up when she started talking about uh, her mother or something. She started to well up and, she did her best to compose herself and I wanted to give her some time, but I'm not that, I can't do everything. So, uh. Well, and, and I think that's, that's good. That's part of mastering yourself. That's part of knowing what you are good at. Like, right. you don't have to be good at those things. That's why you got Lisa there, right? Right, there. right. <laughs> and when we had, a, we shared an office building. Her office used to be down the hall from me. We, we work out of home now, but when we had a, a real building. Before the pandemic. Before the pandemic. I would say go down, go talk to Lisa at her office, or I'd or I'd call Lisa in and come and get the person. Okay. So she would do it. And sometimes, Peggy, turns out that they should have been with her in the first place. Yeah. They weren't ready to be with me yet. Yeah, they needed yeah. to go through her first to get some stuff together before they even ready to sell. That's really the benefit of what it is that I get to do. Well, I think that there's a lot of 
like, you know, there's a lot of, uh, most people have traumas, like whether it's big or small, there's things, there's triggers that, you know, that, you know, influence how we deal with money, how we deal with sales, how we deal with our Mm -hmm. own businesses, because we have these things that we were, you know, that were set on us generationally or Mm -hmm. at birth, like all these things that are, you know, going on the way we think about money, you know, maybe your parents said, you know, rich people are evil. So in the back of your head, you're like, I can't be rich because that would make me evil. Even if you don't say it out loud, you may have those things that you haven't dealt with yet. And so it takes a lot. And so if somebody's to the point where they're like tearing up when you're talking about sales, it's probably because they're dealing with some stuff that you brought up, some triggers that they may not have known they had. So that's like, okay, Lisa, you need to fix this. (laughs) But you're right. And who knows what the trigger could have been? I don't know. But I mean, sometimes they get to me desperate. If I don't get a new paying client, I'm going to have to gulp real hard and stop doing what I love and go take a corporate job. They might have loved helping people with this and they want to do it and they believe they're supposed to do it, but they haven't figured out how to earn a dollar with it yet. You Mm -hmm. know, they need a sale now. And it's really hard to make sales when you have that I need money stamp on your forehead. (laughs) Exactly, because that energy is an energy of desperation. And it's, it's physical. Like you, people can see it. You say, Oh, you can't see it. Yes, you can. can. Um, The camera will capture emotions. I tell this to people all the time. The camera captures emotions. So when you're in front of my camera and you're thinking, Oh my God, I hope I look okay. I hope my hair is okay. I hope my eye doesn't do that weird thing. Oh, I feel today. Oh my God. Am I going to, are these pictures going to look good? You manifest. You know what? Those pictures show all of your insecurities. When you look at it, you're like, It's okay. But on the other hand, you're like, the only picture I ever had that I liked was at that party and that friend snapped it. And I didn't even know why, because you were having fun at the party and that picture captured that emotion. Wow. You understand it differently than just a regular person taking pictures. You understand it. Yeah. So, so, so think about that in, in just the general, if, if, if you look at your picture when you're nervous and you're like, I have something off about that. I don't really like how I look. That's exactly when you're trying to sell something and you're all in your, you got to buy from me or I'm not paying yeah. rent. Yeah. And then people are like, Whoa, I don't know what exactly. it is. But exactly. Okay. It's right. the same thing. So when you're in that state of desperation, it shows. Even if they don't know why, they can't trust you enough to buy from you. Yeah, they don't know what it is, but it's that you're putting off something. Yeah. You're putting off something that's like, whoa. That's right. They don't get it. That vibe is just repelling. Absolutely. Because when you're in that desperate area, you don't really believe in what you're selling. That's the key. You're right. That's because if you believed in what you were selling, you wouldn't be like, how come I can't sell this? You got to buy this. And right. really, I, I I love how you put that. They're desperate. You don't believe in it. That's all true. And the other thing is true is they're selling to people instead of instead of them. for them. Okay. Because if you're selling to, I need this sale so I can get money. But if you're selling From for you. them, they're better off. When you know they're better off, right. that keeps you from having that I need money stamp. Okay, mm-hmm. are they better off if they give me the money I ask for and they take the service? Are they better off? And then there's, are you sure? Are you sure they're better off? And you right. need to be sure. You need to be as sure 
about them being better off as sure as them themselves. Exactly. Um, absolutely. Because, because I want, every client is a report card. Yep. Every client is a report card. So if I don't feel like I'm going to go into excellence with you, I'm not going. I don't take calculus for that reason. And, and Mary gets irritated with me because I don't, I don't take every client that comes to me. No. And it freaked him out when we first got together. He was like, and I was like, it, A, they wouldn't have been happy with the job because we would have been miserable in the studio. The whole and I wouldn't have been able to pull out good emotions from them. Their pictures would have been meh at the best. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, because, and, and they would have worn me out. They would have, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? And it would have cost me hours of time. And yeah, then on top it. of that, they would probably leave me a bad review that part, or at least definitely not leave me a good review and definitely Absolutely. not send me any. That's right. Every it's, client is a report card. It's always fit, fit before fee. Before fee. It's mm -hmm. you have a right to your personality. And so do they. And you have a right to the way you want to work, and so do they. And you have a right to the rate of speed, and so do they. But it's got to be a good fit for it to work. And, and you're not supposed to sell to everybody. You're no. not supposed to service everybody. No. You're not supposed to. You're supposed to sell to the ones that are good fits for you. That's exactly. Right. And and when you when you come and talk to me, and I say, you know what? I don't know if I'm the right fit for you, but I know this other photographer, and I think you should talk to them. I think they'd be, uh -oh. you know. That did not hurt me. Not at that all. That was not my money to start with. That's right. That was not my client to start with. That That's did right. not hurt me. Every time I've accepted a client just for the sake of money, every time I took, because I, I might have been in a mode myself, well, I want this money or I need this money. She's ready to pay me in full up front. That would be cost great. more than you got. It was every time. always miserable. Every time. I hate it. Oh, I should never. I knew this was going to be bad. Oh. I Every time I cannot I think of one time, I cannot give you one example. And I've been doing this for a really long time. I cannot give you one example where in my heart, I knew this was going to, this was not my client and I took it because I needed the money or because I just didn't want, you know, um, or before I knew that I could tell people, no, like there was a time I didn't know I could say, you know, I don't think we're a fit. Yes. I know that you know? now. You know, there's a huh. there's another side. One good this. burn, I'll teach you. I want to say this. Right. Thing. Well, it took me way more than one, Lisa. Way more than one. <laughs> there's even the situation that I know of real well. So does Lisa. Um, when we first met, the first day we met, Lisa saw me give sales training. She saw people pay and show up to my events. And then she, I was started giving classes. And she had an office in Charlotte, which is a bigger city than the city I lived in. So I was coming to her office and I was doing training out of her office. She had a conference room there too. Um, small conference room with a front of the room and all that kind of stuff. I was doing trainings out of there. So she had saw a bunch of this stuff. She had seen me get clients through that. And she finally came around to, because at first she didn't like selling and she didn't like salespeople, but she came around to, you know, I need some of that to learn how to sell too. So she decided to ask me, Brian, she said, I need you to coach me on how to sell in my business. Now, but she did it too late, Peggy, because by the time she asked me that, I was already smitten by her. I was already feeling her. I, already, I was already dating her and I was wanting her to be mine. And what I found was, because she asked me so earnestly, I said, okay, I'll try to train you. But I couldn't. I couldn't do it because I couldn't see her dispassionately enough to be helpful. Even the first or second, this is, it didn't feel right trying to 
coach my woman on how to sell. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it the way I could do anybody else. So I had. So to, you gotta have some. Se- I had to have some separation, and, and I, I had couldn't. to hustle my way into a certification. I sat in on every one of his coaching sessions with other clients. She sat I, on a lot. I went yeah. along with what uh-huh. he was teaching them. I read all of his content. I recorded and reviewed all of his uh, videos, videos all of that. and then I wrote his book. Well, we, oh, you edited, edited, published, published my books. It. Yeah, she published my books. <laughs> so she published all of our books. So she gleaned, and she's like the best now. Okay, she's and she went. She even went and got certified through my company. So she's the best now. But I couldn't train her <laughs> because I was I was smitten because he was in <laughs> love. I, I hear you. I hear you. I I started. I met Merrick taking his headshots. <laughs> you were taking his headshots. Oh. Uh-huh. Yep. And uh, uh, it took a while before we, before I saw him, like we knew each other for a couple of years before I saw him. You know what I mean? (laughs) And, uh, and then it was really hard for me to take his headshots. Like it was like, I was, I've even told him, I'm like, you may have to find another photographer. He's like, this is his, this is his, like his craft. Actors have to have good headshots. Um, and he was like, no, you're the only person that's ever going to take my headshots again. So I just kind of work through some things to like, I, and I do when, when I do his headshots, I'm like, you're going through everything. Like all my clients, you're going through the headshot strategy session. We're mapping it out and you're, you're coming to the studio because he tend to be like, you know, I saw this thing. I want you to try. And I'm like, "Mm -mm, go to that photographer you saw it for. (laughs) If you want that, like we're not playing that game. Right. Because you've learned but, you have to have that to make it but work. But now, right. and then just the other day, I got the best compliment ever. Um, I had met a casting director and um, she said, she's, oh, I didn't realize you were Merrick's wife. Like you're a photographer. Like it was like all the things were, you know, connecting. She's like, do you take Merrick's headshots? And I said, yeah, I do. She was, oh my God, they're so like exactly him there. And I'm like, Okay, I'm glad I take his headshots. But it's hard. I know that when you get that personal, you know, when you have that other layer, it's hard to to pull that back and work. You know, it does. It's, it's it it kind of oversteps the boundaries. It kind of oversteps the boundaries, and and it's hard to be the subject matter expert when there are so yeah. many emotional ties and constraints. And, you, and and for me, I get my feelings hurt way more with him. Anybody, any other client says me, anything to me, thing. I'm like, whatever. He if he's like, you know, I can you do? I'm like, you don't like what I did, like yeah, because he's too close. That happens with me a lot because what? I'm a very sensitive artist. I'm a very sensitive artist, and that's another reason why I won't work with someone that I haven't first vetted. So yeah. because I, uh, even a sharp remark can affect my work. Yeah, in so many ways, and so Brian, ha- I have to approach it differently because he's very blunt, and he doesn't mean to be <sighs> anything other than just this is he what he told I'm me. I sucked at sales. I should take this <laughs> program. Oh, how are you doing? Good morning. No, 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 no. You, you, you pay me because you suck. I did not. <laughs> No, I did not say Peggy sucks at sales. Well, Brian says things like, oh, I met somebody that does this, and it's along the same lines of what I do. And then he starts telling me what this person said as a subject matter expert, and I know that this is my lane. I'm like, go get them to do it. No, I'm trying to bounce it off of you is what I'm doing. I'm bouncing it off of you. Oh, Lisa and I are the same. I'm like, go hire hire that photographer then, like. 
Go ahead. Like her style better than mine. Go for it. God bless y'all. I, 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 you know, it's so interesting because you're an expert. You've been doing it over 30 years. I'm an expert. I've been doing this over 30 years and I still love it. I still study it. And I st but there's certain words you learn to pick up on. Like when people are talking about what they do and they say stuff like, I had one earlier today. I said, gentlemen, um, who should work with you? He goes, anybody oh, who wants ah. money. When I hear those kinds of words, now I don't, I don't let myself flip out. I just hear it I and I'll, I'll write it down <laughs> until they finish. And then I say, well, what kind of business do you really feel like you're in? Well, I'm in the people business because I help people. Okay, okay. So this cute and this um, blank, um, over broad thing, both of those things, neither one of them compels and they don't sell. And I know I'm right on it. Okay, mm -hmm. so I have to explain that to this guy earlier today. And he goes, well, I had another coach who told me such and such. And I've been working with this other coach for for 10 weeks. So why are you still talking to me? <laughs> That's what he told me. If you I didn't say found, that to him. If you already found what you believe to be the answer, then you're not looking anymore. You're not dating anymore. You're not talking to another coach. You're not talking to, you are, you found it. Now you're going to get the information from them and apply it to yourself. So you can move it to the next Well, level. he did go back and say, well, my other coach, he never mentioned to me the way you do about the importance of um, selling emotionally or logically and the importance of how you open, how do you answer the initial question of what do you do? No one ever stressed that. He's, I've had lots of coaches and no one ever <laughs> talked about it like that. Well, <clears throat> but he didn't hire me today. That's all right. That's okay. Because he might not be able to afford you because he hasn't made any money from working with us. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. <laughs> you know, and, and it's so funny because, you know, I used to be that photographer. I used to be that person 10 years ago. If you would say, Peggy, who's your ideal client? I'd be anybody with a face. Yeah. But it's not. Your personality. It's not. It's not. And, and uh, you know, when when I'm doing headshots, when I'm doing the headshot strategy session with my clients, with my headshot clients, it's, you know, finding out who, what, what are you trying to do? Because you can't please everyone. So right. get really specific, get yep. very, very specific on what you're trying to accomplish. And then people can see you in a broader way. Oh, if you're an expert here, can you also do that? Can you let them be curious about you? Right. I just, it's, it, and it, and now I see it and I laugh because I was that person. I can't tell you how many times I said it. Well, everybody's my client. Like I, I yeah. photograph people. Like if they're breathing, it's my client. In fact, I've done some non-breathing clients. So <laughs> like, I've, I've done some services for people, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I've, you, you, that's it. And uh, yeah, but it's, that's not, that's not my ideal. You it's know. not. It's mm -hmm. not like I said before, it's 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 also a very um, it's a very intimate creative space and things that just don't fit. They won't fit and they will ruin the output, the outcome. But I do want to add in here when it does fit. It's wonderful. When it is a good client, when you see the light bulb go on and when they testify that as a result of working with you, yeah. their lives were improved exponentially or in certain ways it's just so worth it it's so rewarding to me um i i i reread and i get my testimonials and i watch the testimonial videos because i really and even the even the reviews that people write about my books or reviews of my articles 
they feel like they can see my personality in my writings because I've heard them say this before, but I like that too. Even in my mm. talk, my platform, I want them to feel me. It, yeah. So that I'm I'm earnest in this and I'm bringing it for a reason. I'm not doing nothing for sport. And that's one of the things that I get to help people when they're getting past, well, somebody else already does that and somebody else already does that. Like they me. don't do it like you. Right. They don't do it like Brian. You go down to the, mm-hmm. you go down the bread aisle, you can choose which kind of bread you want. There's multiple kinds of bread, but they're not the same. Do we need bread? They're not the same. No. We don't, don't need any more bread, bread for the house. You sure? No, I told you I'm not even buying any more bread. Oh. <laughs> so if she's not buying any more bread, that means I'm pretty much on a bread diet too. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Fine. Congratulations, Brian. You are now on a on a no carb diet. Um, you're welcome. no bread. Fine. <laughs> no fine. Bread. No problem. I can flow with it either way. No raisin bread anyway. Okay. Um, I can do potatoes, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I want each of you to give us uh, give one quick tip to the viewers that you want to leave them with. So, okay. whoever wants to start. Go ahead, you start. All right. A quick tip I want to leave. leave. Uh, leave um, the listeners that watch this video, I mean, this podcast on, and this is going to change your life. I'm going to do it real quick within a minute time. The challenge with entrepreneurs today, I teach people how to sell. The biggest challenge I see is in their desire to not come across as salesy, they won't ask for business. Today's entrepreneur has gotten better and better and better at marketing, better and better and better at branding, better and better at um, funneling, and better at website design, all of this in an effort to have to, to not make a sale, to not speak to anybody. And I will tell you, no matter how awesome your stuff is, at some point, someone's going to have to ask for business formally. Learn to say these words right here. If you ever uh, present something and you tell your rates, say these words. Will you give my services a try? Say it with a confidently expectant expression on your face, but give them a chance to answer. Will you give us a try? Just resolving to always do that. Always do that. Every time, if you tell your rates, if they discover your rates, you have to formally ask out of your mouth, will you give us a try? And right there, you'll sell better. So I'm going to add to that and tell you from a person that literally like just almost panics and can't even say the words. Um, practice, like sell, tell you, ask your dog, ask your friend at like, like say it out loud in an empty house, say it out loud in the mirror, because the more you say it out loud, the easier it is to say it in front of someone. Like, yeah, like I've had to walk around the house and say my prices out loud, like until I was comfortable with what, you know, and I'm like, now I'm like, is that all I charge for this? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I but I love that the will, only yeah, professionals absolutely. only champions will do that okay? only the champions will do what you just did practice absolutely. amateurs don't practice <laughs> absolutely if I were to say anything I would to say the thing that is holding you back the thing that frightens you the most the thing that you think you can't do is the one thing that you that's holding you back. That's the thing that's that you got to just step out there and do. That's what God created you for. That's what all of this adversion, all of this tenaciousness, all of this everything is so that you would step beyond that and you will realize the greatness that has been waiting for you. You guys, 
thank you so much for thank taking the well. time to hang out with us. Yep. Thank you. We thank appreciate you for this honor. Us. Absolutely. This was so much fun. This was so good. Everybody is. Um, how can they find you? How the easiest way to find us is go to theempowermentduo.com and you can get in touch with him and me. Theempowermentduo.com. Yep. Perfect. And I'll put that in the link. Um, and in the all description. our books are there and all that stuff. So. Everything is there. Books, links. And don't forget the newest book. I, this is this one's uh, marked for my grandson right now. I, I was called nine to the, two, two. the nine, nine most, most important, important words, words, the three most important skills, and the two most important questions. And, and don't think that because it's written for a kid that I didn't get some good stuff out of this. <laughs> it is. I hear that all the time. Absolutely. All of the children's books that we have ever written are written on the multiple level where you're getting something out of it as well as giving something to the children. So it's that important to get it in your hands. But how awesome to like be raised um, with this just being second nature. Like, you know. Just having this 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 thought because we sell we sell ourselves every day. Yeah. You know, I want to go out to a restaurant. I'm 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 low key selling Maricon taking me to a restaurant. It's not that know? low key. It's not that. Low key. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> he it's knows not. what's going on. <laughs> Thank you guys so Thank much. You. I so had much so much fun. Thank you. Thank and you. we'll see the rest of you next week. <laughs>